Let me ask you a question. What does it take to unlock potential, to discover what's truly possible in business, to create a new normal? It takes one thing, a leader who raises the bar, who sets bigger goals and higher standards for your business, your team, and most importantly, yourself. I'm your host, Katherine Binkley. I've scaled businesses for over 17 years, and I've helped my clients make millions of dollars without sacrificing their freedom by building and leading high-performing teams. Together, we're going to explore what it takes to elevate your leadership, your team, and your business. This is The Elevate Effect. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Susie Libertor. She's the owner and art director of Visions to Images Creative Services. She helps established businesses grow their brand awareness by using digital marketing and professional branding techniques. With over 10 years of agency and corporate experience, she brings businesses' visions to life while watching their return on investment increase. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Is there anything else that you'd love to add to tell us just a little bit more about you and your business? Yeah, just starting off in the agency world and then going into corporate and then just going off on my own and kind of fine-tuning a lot of stuff is always fun. I feel like that, that's been just a great journey. So Awesome. And who do you work with now? Who's your target audience? So right now, it's more geared towards female entrepreneurs and a lot of... Um, there's a lot of like service based and then there are some e-commerce. Some are just strictly online and then some are locally. So there's in between, but definitely um, female entrepreneurs seem to be um, the main audience for sure. Okay, nice. Well, that's who's tuning in today. So that's a good fit. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey to become an entrepreneur, what that looked like and how you made that decision? Yeah, it's it was quite a decision. Um, obviously, I've always been like entrepreneur business kind of savvy person where I've always wanted to open my own business and be my own boss and have that control and creativity and all that feeling. Um, I moved here to Ohio about three years ago and I took a corporate job and I hated it. I worked at an agency before that for many, 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 many years. And so I had all the experience and I saw things kind of fail and then succeed. So I saw like the ins and the outs that I could like implement in my head and hold on to it when I needed to kind of grow. And so when I left corporate, it was like a total mutual agreement. Like it just was not for me and they did not want me. So it was totally like mutual. And, um, my son, my son was going through some stuff. He was getting diagnosed with autism and asthma. And I just felt like my world was like spinning out of control. Mm. I've always done freelance work, but I didn't consider that like a business because freelance work, I mean, I still had to pay my own taxes and all that, but I didn't have to market because I worked with contractors in a sense. So they would just send me the work. And so when my son started to have all these issues, it's kind of when I was like, okay, I just need to do my business now. Like this is a perfect opportunity. And, um, I ended up having like mono and all this stuff as well. So it was like the hardest time of my life ever Mm -hmm. because of everything that was just going on. And so once I got up to feeling better and got through everything, I was just like, all right, we're going into this business. And I started to kind of take like clients 
for stuff that I didn't even want to do. And it was just, you know, it was just kind of that thing where you had to feel yourself out and let yourself fail and let yourself understand what you wanted to do and all of that. So there was just so much, so much that I was like, this is not me. This is not what I want to do. But I was able to gain that and build relationships at the same time. Like I never burned the bridges. It was, it was just a whole lot of experimenting. And so finally gosh, like a year ago is when I really, really dove in full time to my business. And I hired a sales coach in October of 2018. And it was one of those things where I was like, and it's a part of a mastermind and she's a sales coach. So, so there's a lot to it. And I was able to really like focus more because I felt like my mind was everywhere and I was focusing on stuff that wasn't making me money or I didn't know like my sales structure, right? Like I didn't even know what I was selling. I was just selling it to make money. I was like, no, I'm not making enough money. <laughs> so I started to really strategize and find what I wanted to sell, who I wanted to sell it to and really fine tune everything and get more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's, it's ever since like getting that stuff on track, like I've always sold graphic design and stuff. Mm-hmm. But being able to really fine tune branding packages and fine tune what graphics are and why people need it and how how it's just not a one time thing, right? Like you don't get a logo and you're done. You have to keep implementing the branding and everything that you do, and people don't understand that. So that's when I started to be like, all right, we need we need to keep going with this. Um, I mean, I would sell SEO and I had no clue what I was doing. I was like, that's not me. So we're not even doing that anymore. So I strictly as of like December was like focusing on the branding, the websites, the social media, the ongoing graphics and, and stuff that's needed, mm-hmm. the fun creativity stuff so that I can have, I can get excited for my clients when I'm like, okay, let's do this. Right. And I have to worry about all the other stuff because there's people that I can refer to now. So yeah. building, building the relationships has helped as well because you can just refer them. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things that really stand out about what you just said. First of all, it's interesting how sometimes some of the hardest times of our life is the, is the catalyst, is that moment for deciding to go all in and, and start the business, right? Or, or pivot or make some change that really sets us on the path that we're on. And so that's a common theme that I hear. And then you're just, um, you're just chatting about, the services and offering SEO. And that's part of the, the wonderful thing about being a business owner. You get to do only the things that you love. And if you experiment, which we all do, and you try some things, and you're like, oh, no, that's not me. That doesn't light me up. Then you get to focus on what does. And so you, you, you listed a few things that you are doing now, but I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about what lights you up. I love to talk about how you're building a business that lights you up. So what's your favorite thing about your business now? What do you love doing? I just love having creative control and, and mm-hmm. watching things come to full picture, like everything from their branding to their website, to their social media, just seeing how everything is clean and cohesive and it fits for their audience. Because if they don't know who their audience is and they're just posting graphics or, or having a logo that's not even represented, people aren't going to take them seriously, especially in the online world. Um, and it, it's just so fun to kind of, listen to what they have to say about their logo. Cause at first when they talk about their logo, like it's so out in left field and I have to like put them back on the road and be like, okay, well we have to think about this, this, and this. And then they're like, Oh, I didn't think about that. Mm. And then from there it's like coming up with the ideas and then they're like, Oh, well that's a cool idea because I was just working on a logo 
and it's, it's a blogger, but she's not, she doesn't like to call herself a mom blogger, but she talks about like family and stuff. So she has seven kids and she talks about seven topics. So we really fine tuned like the thing around seven and kind of did some great stuff because we wanted it to be creative and have meaning behind it instead of just having a graphic and a logo and calling it a day, like that didn't work. And so we were really happy with how we strategize the seven around the seven. There's seven topics, there's seven kids and just fine tuning. And it was so fun and exciting. Um, And being able to identify the colors as well, because colors are an important thing in branding. Um, They represent different things for different feelings and emotions and they're all subliminal. And a lot of times people want to do what they want to do. Like they, people come to me and they're like, well, I think this. And I'm like, that's great that you think that, but (laughs) does your audience think that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, that's why. Like we have to focus on the audience and not you. And I feel like that's like a hurdle we have to jump with every business owner regardless. Mm. Yeah, that's such, such a good point. Everything in your business should revolve around your target audience from your offers to your branding, to your messaging, to literally on and on and on. I could keep going. It all, it all has to stem from your, your audience. So some people like just skip that step though. They're like, Oh, I'll just market to everyone. And I'll, you know, and maybe later I'll figure that out or I'll dive in. I'm like, no, 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 no. You've got to know that first. It's one of the very first things. You do. And I feel like so many people, including myself had to jump that hurdle just, I mean, you can't sell to everyone and everything. And it doesn't yeah. matter what price and stuff. If you sell the value and the solution, they will exactly. find it best. So you have to, and that's, that's the big thing, right? Like you have to be yeah. able to sell it and to let them know that they're going to get the solution solved. Gotcha. Yes. So you, you made a statement earlier. You said, so the logo isn't the end. And so you're talking about how that's not it. There's more. You got to keep going. So what does that look like? Talk to everyone in case they were thinking, oh, I just need a logo and my branding is done. What else is there? So once they get the logo, I mean, they have to make sure that they have, I mean, it's, 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 it's so crazy. I mean, it depends on the business, of course, but just making sure that their website matches their brand. And I, you got to make sure you update graphics and stuff on your website, just like monthly or whatever just to kind of change it up, change offers. I mean, if you have lead pages, if you have email campaigns, if you have social media, if you have print design, if you have collateral, like that's all ongoing and that goes back to your logo and your branding because you want to make sure all of that flows and matches. Um, And then social media is just so huge, obviously with these, everybody's just on social media. So you want to make sure that you have the different sizes and the different templates and you're not posting to the same stuff. Like there's just a whole field of what, what to do for that. Um, so everything is just really, it's not just a one and done. It's just like, you got to keep going with it. Um, I mean, gosh, I can't even just sales pages are huge too. I mean, I don't know if you guys do like opt-ins or what, but I mean, Mm -hmm. we all go through different things. I mean, I have like a whole campaign listed for my year. So we have to make sure that we're up to date and we're keeping it flowing And I call that like the brand management stuff. So like people come to you and they need the graphics and this and that for their monthly stuff that they need, but they just don't have the time to do it. They don't want to do it. They don't even know what their logo is. They don't even want to deal with the files. Nobody understands the files and what's different color. They're just like, just do it and get it done. But then when at the end of the day, like if you just do it to do it, it's not going to go back to your brand and it's not going to give the visual aspect and the professionalism that it needs. Yeah. 
I like to talk about branding as an experience. And of course, we're talking about how you know, your brand isn't just your logo. There's so much more to it, even from the visual aspect, because we're describing a lot of the visual components. But even beyond that, um, there's so much to consider with your brand. And you're right that like, I love how you said brand management, because it is something that you should continue to monitor, manage, make sure that you're conveying that same tone experience across everything that you do. And that includes that visual element as well. Um, when you mentioned earlier the logo that you were just working on, it reminded me about this idea um, of every logo should tell a story and how you can really use a logo as for yourself. If you're looking at your logo and you walk up to a person, there can be reminders like you mentioned within the logo and they, those could serve as jumping off points to remind you all of the key messages, values, Um, important things, essentially reminding you of whatever could come up in an elevator pitch. What do you think about that? And and do you have any other examples of logos that you've done and how they've told stories? Yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, obviously that's what branding in a sense is, is storytelling. And there's Mm. so much more, like you said, Um, there's content and all that. That's a whole other thing. But um, I'm trying to think. I don't even know. I've done so many that I don't even Yeah. Well, okay. So as you, maybe if any come to mind, let me know, but I know like just thinking about, um, looking at some of the famous brands, FedEx comes to mind and like, there's the hidden arrow in it. And like, sometimes there are these little subtle things that have so much meaning for the brand. And maybe it's an Easter egg that their audience eventually sees or figures out, or maybe they never do, but it still has some additional meaning there. And I love reading about seeing, discovering those types of things. Yeah. I feel like there's, I mean, there's a lot of typography ones where like I've done like their initials, like VC or whatever. And you have to like, it's very abstract in a sense. Like I love abstracts. I've always, when I went to school and college, like I was an abstract person and they were like, you're too abstract. And I'm like, who says that? (laughs) But, um, so I feel like being able to abstract, like just icons for their logo. I mean, you can just have the FedEx, like you said, whatever. I mean, you don't even need the full logo, obviously. But they're just just having the fun hidden messages and typography based or whatever. So people are like, oh, that's really cool. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one thing I would want everyone to know is that logos are very intentional and every element is there for a reason. You're not just picking the colors that you like or that just look good, right? Like they're meaning, there's a meaning behind every color, every font. Um, I love to ask questions and I mean, I don't handle the branding side myself for clients, but we chat about it, coach about it. And of course they work with designers and it's interesting though, to ask like, what message do you want to convey? What emotions do you want to evoke? And, and even starting to look at brand personality, are you more of a, a no borders kind of person or do you like to be buttoned up and rules. And it's funny because the, the no borders could translate one possible option that comes to mind is, you know, a paint stroke, right. Versus if you like things nice and neat and tidy, you might have it all encapsulated in a circle, right. It's so interesting how all of those elements can mean different things. Yeah. So if someone is, is listening right now and they're thinking, Ooh, maybe I need to do some work. Maybe 
my logo doesn't actually have that kind of meaning, what are, what's some advice that you would give them to, to just get started? To just get started, just really think about your audience and your business and what you're trying to portray. Like you said, just being able to really feel about how you want people to feel like think of your favorite brands and how you feel about those brands. I always talk about like coach or Apple or whatever, just because of how they make me feel. Um, I mean, I don't obviously shop there like every day, but you know, it's just like Panera or Starbucks, like how you think you feel and what you're getting when you go there, you're getting the same, you know what I mean? Just the same Mm -hmm. emotions and the same everything. So just think about what you want to convey to your audience and how you want to convey it. And you, cause it, it really comes down to the audience, like we talked about. So kind of making sure that you know who the audience is and um, going from there, just to be able to like do the colors and the fonts and just think about that. I mean, it's always good to obviously look at your competitors as well to kind of see what they're doing. You don't have to copy them. Obviously I don't suggest that in any way, but um, just going to look at your competitors and how they're um, portraying themselves. I mean, you're going to find things that you like and you don't like. And I would say, I always say like three to five competitors and pick and choose like what you like, what you don't like, what are, what are you feeling when you go through their websites or their branding or whatever? How are they showing their personality through their branding? I mean, that's, that's something they can do right now without having, you know, somebody to work with them. Yeah. And obviously I, I do recommend, I'm an advocate for hiring someone to help. So I think that that's a good follow-up to this. You can do some of this brand discovery work yourself, figuring out kind of what you're looking for, what you want. And that might even indicate which designer is best based on their portfolio and looking at, you know, if they have that kind of a a sense of style. Um, I think, you know, when looking at the competitors, I also love to recommend, checking them out so that you make sure that whatever you come up with stands out. So you can pull what you like and don't like, but then at the end of the day, if a lot of your competitors are using, you know, I don't know, orange, then you might not want to use orange because if you're in the same space, you want to stand out. And that's just one example. There's so much more beyond colors, but. Yes, absolutely. And then like when they start to do a branding with somebody, usually there's like a branding design form, like intake kind of thing where there's a whole, and it makes them really think about that too. So, I mean, there's just so many things to before you even get started with the logo or brand. Yeah. Gotcha. So if someone does this discovery work and they're thinking about hiring a designer, what do you recommend that they look for? Um, look for how they're, how they're portrayed um, on their website and everything, just making sure that they're they're what you want. They're clean, they're cohesive, they're professionalism. You like their work. You like how they are portraying themselves and you're getting feelings and emotions like, Oh wow, she does really good work and whatever, whatever you're feeling, just making sure that, you know, you feel like you can work with them. And if, if they're, if they're not willing to do a consultation or respond to your emails or whatever, just like, well, maybe they're not for me because I can't believe it. But sometimes people just, you know, want to jump right in. No, talk it out sometimes. I mean, I always, I always hop on phone calls, sometimes two or three phone calls before they, they pay any invoices or anything, just because, um, we do a series of like kind of questions in a sense, but not like a full blown questionnaire. It's just like getting to know one another and making sure that we're right for one another. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what is your process look if someone hires you? So you start out with these series of calls and questions and then how does it, how does it go from there? What's a typical project look like for a brand new um, logo? Yeah. So they, we do a couple of calls depending on how many, how much like 
we know and like each other. Um, and then once they, they say, yes, I want to work with you, um, send a deposit and then send the contract, send the questionnaire. And then once they fill out the questionnaire, we hop on a phone call and we go over the questionnaires and we kind of look at everything to make sure that we're on the same page with one another. And then, um, from there, it's kind of really diving into, um, about three to five, like logo proofs. And then once that's like done, I, I don't ever send the proofs in an email. I say, okay, I'm ready for you. Let's hop on a call. And we do like a share screen and we talk about each one and what we like and what we don't like. And then once that's in the works, we do another phone call in like a week or two, um, fine tuning more stuff. And there's about three logos at that point. And then a couple of weeks later, it's about one. We fine tune that one. Mm, <laughs> it's okay. a lot of back and forth and it's a lot of share screening at first and stuff. But once we get the logo done, you get the branding guide where it shows everything that you need for your brand to be successful, the mood board, and then the different color options for your logo, all the file sizes and structures. And then from there, it's like social media templates or letterhead or whatever your business is going to need. Cause this goes back to the questionnaire. It's what does your business need? Because everything's catered to each, to each business. Like mm-hmm. one person might need something and one person might not. So we fine tune what they need and then deliver those. And then it's pretty much done. Okay. <laughs> and so what does your creative process look like? So when, you know, we talked about the client experience, but then on your side, so you've got everything you need and you sit down to work on the logo for the first time. Yeah. So it's a lot of, a lot of research inspiration. Like I find things that I like first and I say, Oh, I like how that stands out. How can I implement that into this? And, um, doing a lot of research like on their competitors that they didn't see and finding images that I think I like, and then doing some sketches doing like when I'm, when I'm on the computer though, like my, my, my screen is like a mess because (laughs) I have so much so much stuff like on the side of the boards and illustrator, um, there's just, it's like gibberish. Like it's crazy. And it's just the way I work. Like everybody always told me I worked very dirty, messy kind of like I was not organized, but that's how like my creativity is. So I have to have a messy board on the screen. And then a lot of times I will do like some sketches, um, especially in the first initial times, um, just going back and forth with them and looking at some, some of their competitors logos and we just kind of sketch some yeah. stuff out. It's just a whole, it, it's just a whole series. <laughs> okay. Do you start with black and white or color or, um, cause I've heard both. Some people just jump right into designing with color and some always start with black and white and then look at color options later. It depends. Okay. I try to always do black and white first, just because you're going to see it raw like that. And you want to make sure that it can be portrayed on black and white um, mm-hmm. for promotional items and stuff. But sometimes my mind goes crazy and I need to see the colors. <laughs> so yeah. I want to at least kind of at least have colors identified and I don't always implement them into the logo. So I have them in the back of my mind. So I'm like, okay, is this going to work with that? So it just really depends. But a lot of times people want to see the color first. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it just depends. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I mean, it's a creative process, so I get that it can vary. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Like, I, don't um, like, I don't like setting structures and boundaries and be like, I have to do it this way because I don't, I've never been that type of person. Never. Yeah. I've never followed, like, I just do what I want to do that I feel for that's going to work for that. Yeah. 
And so knowing that it would be interesting now to go take a look at your branding and see how that aligns, right? Um, It's just interesting when you learn about a person to see how that matches up with branding. I love that aspect of, of the whole process as well. All right. So if anyone wanted to learn more about you, where could they go? What resources do you have? Where should they check you out? So they can go to visions to images. It's visions. And then there's it's number two images.com. And I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram okay. so they can find there as well. And the links are on that website. They can sign up for a free 15 minute call on my website. And then there's also um, a way to sign up for the freebies that I have. I have some like color freebies to kind of help you with your discovery and whatnot. So you can just go right on the, on the website and it's, it's where it says, if you are unhappy with your brand and stuff, you say, get started here and it'll take you to those links. Okay, great. So we'll drop a link to your website in the show notes so everyone can find all of those things. And uh, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. It was good to be on. If you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, subscribe and leave a five-star review. And if you send me a screenshot of that review, I'll give you free access to my CEO scorecard. This is the same tool I use with my multiple six and seven-figure clients to help them up-level their role as CEO and achieve massive results. This resource is typically available exclusively to clients in my coaching program, The Elevate Effect. If you're ready to learn how to elevate your leadership, your team, and your business, head over to katherinebinkley.com forward slash The Elevate Effect and join us to reach your next level of success.